Hi everyone, and welcome to the Logical Daily Gospel Exegesis Podcast, where we take a look at the Gospel reading from today's Mass, and we attempt to provide an, uh, an exegesis of the literal sense of the text. The Catholic Church tells us that whenever we're looking at the Bible, to work out the meaning, we have to start with the literal sense of the text. And so often in homilies, the priest will probably give maybe a spiritual application of the text, but we always want to start with the literal sense. And that's what we are getting at in this podcast. Today, we're looking at a passage from Luke, Luke chapter 5, verses 12 to 16. Here's the passage. Jesus was in one of the towns when a man appeared, covered with leprosy. Seeing Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him. Sir, he said, if you want to, you can cure me. Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him and said, of course I want to be cured. And the leprosy left him at once. He ordered him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make the offering for your healing as Moses prescribed it as evidence for them. His reputation continued to grow and large crowds would gather to hear him and to have their sickness cured, but he would always go off to some place where he could could be alone and pray. So that's our reading for today. Uh, A short healing story where Jesus heals a man with leprosy. So the setting here in verse 12, it tells us that Jesus was in one of the towns. And in context, if you read just before that, we learn that Jesus is in one of, he's in the area of Galilee, the northern part of Israel, which is where he does most of his ministry. So he's in one of the the villages there in Galilee. A man approaches him who's covered with leprosy. So in that time, leprosy referred to a range of contagious skin conditions It was not fun to be a leper. The people with leprosy were absolute outcasts in society. They were actually put in special compounds away from the general population. They were put out of the town, out in almost in the desert, to live as a community away from everyone else so that they couldn't infect people. And that was actually following the law of Moses. In Leviticus 13, verse 45, it gives some instructions about what to do with a group of leprous people, and it tells the Jews they have to put them outside the town. So if you're a leper, you were considered to be unclean, both physically, medically, and ritually. You could not participate in public life. Seeing Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him, Sir, or another translation of that would be Lord. It's not clear whether, because uh, the word Lord in Greek, Kyrios, can have more than one meaning. So it's not clear whether... He means Lord as in Sir, in a kind of a general respect, or Lord as in he's recognizing him as God. It could be either. So the man has obviously heard a lot about Jesus before Jesus arrives in the town, and he knows that Jesus can heal him. He falls on his face and says, if you want to, you can cure me. So think about this man's state of mind. He believes that Jesus can heal But he's not demanding it. He's not saying to Jesus, you must heal me. He's saying, if you want to, you can heal me. So it's kind of like, your will be done. And there's certainly some lessons we can learn from that as well. The man is being particularly bold because normally lepers are not supposed to come into the towns and approach people. But he's desperate and he has great faith in Jesus. So he falls at his feet. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. That's actually a big risk. For most people, you wouldn't want to touch a leper, but Jesus decides to touch him. 
Jesus here says, of course I want to. That's our translation. A better translation or a briefer one is, I will be clean. And we know from the Gospels that Jesus always wants to heal people. He never refuses healing for anyone who asks. And he particularly responds well to faith. If people have faith in him, he gives them a healing. And in this case, the leprosy leaves the man at once. So this is probably visible to the crowds as well. They would have probably been a big gasp as they saw the man's leprosy disappear. Later in the Gospel of Luke, there's the story of the ten lepers, where they, where Jesus heals the ten lepers, but they're not healed immediately. They're healed as they're walking away down the road. But in this case, Jesus heals on the spot. So Jesus doesn't have just one way of healing people. Verse 14, Jesus charged him to tell no one. This sometimes can be puzzling. Why does Jesus say, don't tell anyone what I've done? Probably because at this early stage in his ministry, Jesus doesn't want word to spread too quickly. He's got a timeline. He's got a plan in mind of how he wants the next three and a half years to go. And he knows when he wants to be crucified. Or in fact, he probably knows the time he needs to be crucified. But if word spreads too quickly, then word will get back to Jerusalem too quickly. And he might get arrested before the ideal time. So it seems like that's why Jesus says, don't tell anyone, because he wants he wants word to spread about him according to a certain timeline, and he doesn't want it all to happen too quickly. He tells the leper, go and show yourself to the priest. And so in the Old Testament, if you're a leper and you're healed, you actually had to go show yourself to the priest, and the priest would then verify whether the person was in fact healed. They had to prove it by going to the priest. And make the offering for your healing as Moses prescribed it. So according to the law of Moses, if the priest declares a leper cured, the leper or the ex-leper then has to perform some rituals and offerings in order to be welcomed back into the community. It's kind of an offering to restart their life in Jewish society. That's all specified in Leviticus chapter 14. Verse 15, Jesus' reputation continued to grow. Or another translation is, but so much the more the report went abroad concerning him. So in other words, even though Jesus told the man not to tell anyone, probably lots of people saw the cure happen and so word spreads really quickly. So it's had the opposite effect as as what Jesus had hoped. People would gather to hear him and have their sickness cured. Now, it's not clear whether this is a past tense, as in people gathered once Or some scholars would say perhaps this should be translated as uh, people continued to come and people would often come to hear him. So they're coming for two things. Notice they're coming for both healing and to hear Jesus teach. So Jesus at this point is known as both a healer and a teacher. And then verse 16, our translation says, but he would always go off to some place where he could be alone and pray. So again, this could be a once-off, past tense. Jesus went off alone, or another translation reads, Jesus would always go off and pray. So either one is legitimate. Why does Jesus often escape from the crowds to pray? For Jesus, prayer is his number one priority. If you look at how Jesus orders his day and orders the things he wants to do, He won't do anything else until he's prayed. It's his source of energy. He has to communicate with the Father, which makes sense if you think about who he is. As the 
the second person of the Trinity, he has to remain in relationship with God the Father as the first person of the Trinity. He will not do public ministry unless he feels that he has spent sufficient time in prayer. So there's something quite mysterious and beautiful going on in Jesus' prayer time. So that's our passage today about the cleansing of the leper. Let's have a look at where the Catechism talks about this passage. There's actually only one spot, and that's in paragraph 2602, which is in the section about how Jesus prays. And here is what it says. Jesus often draws apart to pray in solitude on a mountain, preferably at night. He includes all men in his prayer, for he has taken on humanity in his incarnation, and he offers them to the Father when he offers himself. Jesus, the Word who has become flesh, shares by his human prayer in all that his brethren experience. He sympathizes with their weaknesses in order to free them. It was for this that the Father sent him. His words and works are the visible manifestation of his prayer in secret. So that's a really nice analysis of how Jesus prays and the purpose of his prayer. Okay, I hope you found that a helpful analysis of the literal sense of the text. Hopefully you'll tune in again tomorrow.